Thanks for tuning in. Ham Talk Live will be on the air shortly. Please stand by. Thanks for tuning in. Ham Talk Live will be on the air shortly. Please stand by. This episode of Ham Talk Live is brought to you by Tower Electronics. For connectors, cables, and more, call 920-435-2973 or visit pl-259.com. And by ICOM. Heard it? Worked it? Logged it. Visit www.icomamerica.com slash amateur for more information about ICOM radios. It's ham radio with Neil Rapp. Here we go. Welcome to Ham Talk Live. Call in. Let's talk. Neil's your guide. Ham Talk Live. Here we go on Ham Talk Radio. Good evening, everyone. It's time for Ham Talk Live, episode number 129. What's up with Please Copy? Recorded live on Thursday, August 23rd, 2018. I'm your host, Neil Rapp, WB9VPG. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Ham Talk Live. Tonight, we're joined by Ward Silver in 0AX. And we'll take your calls live in just a few minutes. Last week on the show, Val Hotzfeld, NV9L, was here to talk about computer logging options. And if you missed that, you can listen anytime at hamtalklive.com or on your favorite podcast app or on YouTube. So uh, get your questions ready to go about uh, some of the things that... uh, that we do that may or may not be efficient. We're going to, we're going to talk about those a little bit and see. Um, maybe there's some some things that we're not aware of. So we're going to uh, take a look at that. And after the interview, you can give us a call. That phone number is 812-NET-HAM-1. That's 812-638-4261. Or you can Skype us at Ham Talk Live. You can also tweet us. We're at Ham Talk Live on Twitter, and I'll be back with Ward right after this word from Tower Electronics right here on Ham Talk Live. Hey, honey, have you seen the PL259s anywhere? No, I haven't. Come on, kids, let's go. There's just one place to go for all of your connector needs. Tower Electronics. Tower Electronics. A giant warehouse of connectors and adapters for every occasion. Thousands to choose from in every shape, size, and color. And they have antennas, soldering supplies, cables, meters, and more. Where do you go if you want to buy a connector at a fraction of retail cost? Tower Electronics. Tower Electronics. Tower Electronics. And this weekend only, take advantage of our special liquidation sale. Buy nine solder-type PL259s. Get the tenth one for just one penny. They make great Christmas presents. And what better way to say I love you than with the gift of a PL259. 
Tower Electronics. Tower Electronics. Tower Electronics. Hi, I'm Scott Cole, KB9AMM, president of Tower Electronics. I like the company so much that I bought it. Tower Electronics, coming to a hand fest near you or online at pl-259.com. And we're in the yellow pages under Amateur Radio Connectors. My, wherever did you get that lovely PL-259? Tower Electronics, pl-259.com, or call 920-435-2973. Do we sell PL-259 connectors? What's that call sign again? WB9VPG. That's right, Delium 9 Bainte Pterodactyl Nat, right? You are listening to Ham Talk Live with Neil Rapp, WB9VPG. Good to see Scott and Jill down at Huntsville at the Ham Fest there this last weekend, and they will be... At Shelby, North Carolina, coming up on August 31st through September the 2nd. Findlay, Ohio on September 9th. And Peoria, Illinois, the Superfest at the 15th and 16th of September. Or you can visit them online anytime at pl-259.com. And thanks to them for sponsoring the show once again tonight. And our guest tonight is... None other than Ward Silver, N0AX, first licensed at age 16 in 1972 and worked professionally in the broadcasting and product development engineering fields. Uh, Ward is an avid contester and DXer and was one of the founders of the World Radio Sport Team Championships. He is currently the president of the Yasme Foundation and he is the lead editor of the ARRL Handbook and Antenna Book. He's authored many others, such as ARRL License Guides, uh, Ham Radio for Dummies, now in its third edition, and a book on station grounding. It's one of his uh, more recent ones, and many, many articles. He was the 2008 Dayton Amateur of the Year, and in 2015 was inducted into the CQ Contest Hall of Fame. And he's a longtime instructor at the Dayton Contest University, which is one of the reasons he's with us tonight. So, Ward, welcome back. Well, thanks, Neil. Glad to be back. Yeah, I ran into this conversation right after field day, and I thought, you know, maybe this would be a good topic to do. And and I walked in on actually a couple of very similar conversations, the same same kind of thing, and it was basically... If I hear one more person say, please copy, I'm going to throw this radio across the field. And and there were so many different reactions. Some people didn't understand why the op was frustrated, why, why he would care if somebody said, please copy. Others were saying, I can't believe he's, you know, he's that way because it, it's, it's courteous to say, please copy. And so, you know, we should be saying, please copy. And then another one said he didn't understand why it was offensive. And I'm like, whoa, 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 hold it. <laughs> Nobody said it was offensive. And so I decided maybe we need to talk about please copy and some other fillers that people often say and when and if they are appropriate. And and maybe it's, you know, that sometimes it would be and, and other times, you know, when time is, is more valuable, maybe it wouldn't be. So 
Um, you know, I was talking to Val before the show last week. She commented that she kind of went around and and asked some people, and and people di- didn't understand why somebody would be irritated about please copy. And so I thought, well, you know, maybe we can talk about it a little bit and and see why that would take place at least. And and I didn't think about it for a long time. My contesting experiences started like a lot of people at field day and I heard it and that's what I did. And I thought I was being courteous and, and I've done that for I, I, I did that, I should say, for over 40 years. And then I went to Contest University and I heard speakers like like yourself that were saying, oh, please copy. You know, that if, if you're looking for a way to raise your scores, you, you need to make more contacts per hour. And so when you, you say these things, that... That cuts into that. So um, one of my goals this year was to not say please copy during field day. And I caught myself doing it twice. Oh, it's so a I, hard, so uh, it's a hard uh, yeah. habit to break, isn't it? It is. It is. I caught myself doing it, and I got mad at myself because I did it because I'm trying to to break that habit. So I wanted you to come on as, as a resident contest university instructor and, and talk about it so that people understand, you know, are, are these people just, you know, old guys saying, get off my lawn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Get off my frequency. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, you know, uh, let me, let me ask you this. Um, if you, uh, if you were going to operate in a contest and let's say you were going to make 500 contacts during a, a contest and I made you stop at the beginning and say, please copy 500 times before you could start operating. You, you might, um, you might go, well, gee, you know, why, why am I wasting all this time? And it doesn't sound like a lot of time, but um, over a long time, it, it does uh, build up. And I think the real question here really isn't about please copy specifically. It's uh, about the difference between being courteous and being effective and when it's important to be efficient and when it's okay to be conversational. Sometimes it matters. It's I've been in public service, um, I guess, almost my entire ham career and um, extra uh, verbiage and jargon and whatnot um, in a, a net, particularly in, under emergency conditions, or if the net is crowded, like you're doing a big parade or something, um, it's important to be efficient. Um, I think the, the thing is we're all trying. Thing is we're all trying to be effective communicators here, and um, courteous is effective, not um, necessarily saying extra things like we would in a face-to-face conversation. And I've listened to big um, weather nets and stuff like that, and the net control was trying to be real nice, but the net control uh, would start, well, now I'd like to call, and uh, it just ate up many, many, many seconds. And if the tornado's closing in from the southwest, you don't have many, many, many seconds. So, Radio discipline under these conditions is important, and that's why we have contests, is supposedly for training. 
um, Riley Hollingsworth, the uh, FCC Wireless Bureau leader, um, uh, mentioned this more than once. It said um, we needed to be more effective in the way that we transferred information. So it's not so much that it's offensive or, you know, an aggravating thing in and of itself. If somebody says, please copy once, that's not a big deal. Um, but it's bad practice when you're in a time-limited situation. And so we need to look at our own practices. And I have my own little things that I, I say sometimes that I catch myself going, oh, you're, you don't need that. Um, so we need to look at our practices. And please copy is one of the things that we could start by um, taken out of our conversation when we are in a contest or a net or any other things. Um, Neil, back in the day when you started saying, please copy at field day, um, did anybody tell you to say that? Was uh, How did that get started? I, I just kind of emulated what the good contesters were doing in, in the club. So I sat down, watched what they did, listened to what they did, and then that's that's what I started doing. And then I started hearing it on the air. So I, I you know, I started doing that. Well, well, please copy my two alpha Indiana, you know, and, yeah. and you know, and 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 you are, you know, <laughs> yeah, you you are, and, and that would always confuse me because I'm like, well, wait a minute, you are, but it's my report. Uh, yeah, wait a minute, I, but uh, you, you know, you're five nine here, you know, uh, and I, I kind of emulated what I heard. Right. And, and that's where we all start. I think it's a self trained, um, you know, avocation and our role models, um, as we learn from them, we pick up their habits for, for better or worse. And I think back in the, uh, 70s or 60s, there was some kind of a uh, a common practice to say, uh, please copy. I don't know where it got started, but it has just been carried through. And, um, you know, it's, a, it's not an evil thing. It's just simply a time waster. And um, another, you know, there's some examples of this. You are, it, it's completely unnecessary. I mean, what else is the information going to be here? So you, you just need to say the other station's call sign maybe and um, and the exchange, and that's it. So you don't need to repeat information without being asked to. Um, 99% of the time, your information is received just fine. Um, there's no point in receiving it. It's like if you're in a, a line at the cashier and they want to talk your ear off for 30 seconds before they ring up your purchase. It's There's a difference between courtesy and efficiency and effectiveness. And so in my point of view, um, as a public service communicator and as an experienced uh, competitive operator, I'll put it that way, um, to me, courtesy is efficiency. I, it's not courteous to me to waste my time, um, just like it's not courteous to somebody else to waste their time in a non-conversational situation. If I'm having a rag chew or there's, we're just kind of hacking around on the air or something like that. Sure, you know, uh, take a little extra time, um, all this kind of stuff. It's not a big deal. But when you're in a busy 
in a busy band, a busy channel, a busy net, um, and there's some urgency involved. You need to uh, make uh, your radio discipline crisp. Um, other things are sending like slash QRP. Um, okay, I can tell that you're not you're not strong. And it seems like always uh, the car- the only characters I ever copy are QRP out of the noise and stuff. So it really just slows <laughs> things down. You know, it's it's like I hear the guy in there, I hear him, I hear him, and then all I get is it always comes up, and then I hear da 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 QRP or you know mobile or some other thing. It's just unhelpful information. And then we all have collided with the person that uh, stretches out the digital messages and sends a bunch of extra things and they want to play their brag tape when it's not appropriate, stuff like that. Um, my personal habits, let's, let's uh, you know, be, be fair here. Um, my, my personal thing is that I'm not consistent and I tend to say thank you too many times or instead of um, – just thanks in zero AX. I'll get into this habit of saying QRZ. It's a, it's a bunch of extra stuff. It's just not necessary. If, if you look at long distance runners, for example, um, as they're running uh, along uh, the street doing a marathon, they're going to run however many miles it is, 26 and a half miles. They are not picking up their feet any farther than they need to just clear the pavement, like half an inch. It's like they're gliding along the pavement. They're not waving their arms around. They're not, you know, uh, marching down the street, lifting up their feet and their legs and stuff. They're conserving energy. That's how we should strive to operate in a competitive situation. And that competitive situation prepares us for when time really, really does count, and that's during – um, emergency situations when we have to be um, we have to be quick, we have to be short, we have to be clear, we have to be effective. And so my point is that effective operating practices are, in fact, the most courteous operating practices, and we just need to work on our technique. So, it, yeah, if you're trying to make a lot of contacts, it's aggravating to have people throw extra verbiage into the uh, mix. And that's basically where it comes from. So I think it would be useful for the mentors that are listening tonight to next time you get a chance um, and you're teaching somebody how to make a contact, listen to your your own self, make sure that you have your own radio discipline down and explain to the person you're teaching what radio discipline means and when it's important to be uh, short and sweet and when it's okay to be conversational. Most people don't think about it that way, um, but they're willing to learn. And until somebody points it out to you, you're not going to know. So that's my little monologue on the subject. Yeah, I I, I agree. I I did it for a very long time. And then all of a sudden we were trying, you know, at school to find a way to raise our point totals. We kind of hit a, you know, a point where we were doing about everything we could and it was like, okay, what, what are we going to do to to try to get our levels up so that we have a chance of, of winning this thing and club roundup. Yeah. And school club roundup. Yeah. 
And it was, you know, at Contest University, that was one of the first things that, that we picked up on was, oh my gosh, our script, we got to, we got to cut this script down. We got to get this, you know, we're, we're saying way too much stuff and we're taking way too long to make a contact. And, and as soon as we cut that down, we won. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it was, it was a, a huge difference. Well, that's um, possible. doing that. Yeah. It's, um, um, it's, yeah, it makes, it makes um, a point. And um, uh, that's a really good opportunity for when an operator is just beginning to build in good habits. And uh, the, if you're going to have habits, might as well be good ones. Absolutely. And one, one thing that I've noticed, too, you, you've talked about public service. I've started working satellites in the last year or so. And, and on satellites, you have a window of, you know, six to maybe 12 minutes, if you're lucky, to make your contacts. And you're going to have to shift frequencies in the middle of that because of all the Doppler shift and everything. And so sometimes you don't get all of that six to 12 minutes and so you're on there and you're like you can't get in a word edgewise because the same person is calling every five seconds and Mm -hmm. it's like you know if you would you know not call once i i might be able to get a contact but uh especially on vacation I, i remember i was trying to get you know a bunch of different grids worked and I think I got through one out of five passes because people just kept calling and calling and calling and calling and tied up the satellite, weren't making contacts either, but I couldn't even make a call. And so that kind of hit home with me that, okay, you know, being efficient on a satellite is, is the polite thing to do because there's not much time there. Right. It's, there's a polite can mean a lot of different things. And, um, you know, it's important to get your information out there, but, um, leave enough space for other people when it's necessary. Um, keep your transmissions short so that you're saying the necessary information, but not extra. Um, and that's something that you have to be taught to do. And uh, it's the job of us who are more experienced operators um, to look at our practices and teach um, new hams how to operate effectively. And they'll find, like you say, um, they'll find that effective operating is successful operating and um, they'll, they'll make a higher score in a contest, but they'll also be a more effective net uh, net control, for example. And I've run net control exercises in my public service groups more than once. And, you know, we're in and we're out in, in 10 minutes. And there's, there's none of these 20-minute, 30-minute um, nets that go on and on and on. And that's something that you'll learn how to do in contests. And after people get used to it, they appreciate the fact that you're saving them time. So, if it's a conversation, by all means, uh, say please and thank you and how are you and how's the weather 
and all that kind of stuff and 73 four or five times and see you down the log that's a, a great ham tradition my uh my spouse called it the long goodbye uh it takes us longer to say goodbye than it does to make the contact sometimes <laughs> but but when the tornado is bearing down on you um uh it's not appropriate so we need to know the difference yeah and i and i think that even goes into you know you're talking about weather nets and that kind of thing that goes into even the net are you checking in that it's raining you mm-hmm. know and tying up the system well if you're in a what we call here an informal net it's it's you know stuff is in the next county over and we're kind of waiting on it you know to to see what's going on yeah okay that that, that may be okay but then when a tornado warning comes out you've got to switch gears you've got to limit your transmitting time and listen 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 and and one of my elmers always said that the ptt button was misnamed it should be the rll button it should be the or the rtl button it should be released to listen um you you need to keep the frequency clear and and listen so that if someone does have traffic that they can get in immediately and and that that's another use of this yep leave space Uh, it's really the job of the net control station to um make it clear when you're shifting gears and and if the net control says um shorten it up we need to uh uh, discipline ourselves here, or, you know, however we want to say it, you know, we need to go to uh, a tight practices or whatever the jargon is in your group, then you need to listen and, and comply. But if he's informal and a uh, little chatter is okay, by all means, uh, by all means, relax. But it's up to the person running the show, whether that's a net control or, um, you know, the person calling CQ or the DX station or whatever. Um, if you're not the boss, listen to the boss, emulate the boss, and uh, everybody will have a much better time. Well, so, some good information there. And again, you know, if, if it's a con- casual conversation, you know, it's okay. <laughs> you know, it's okay. You, you don't have to, you know, you don't have to worry about it. But, but there are times when it does. And figuring out when those changing gears, you know, when that takes place, when, when you need to shorten it up as opposed to when it's okay, I think is, is something that, that a lot of hams struggle with. Yeah. Well, until you practice it, um, you know, it's a, that wax on wax off thing. And you mentioned scripts. Um, I think that's a really great tool. If you're a beginning, uh, contester or, um, if you're a beginning net control, make a script, nice big letters so you can see it. And, um, you don't have to follow along with your finger or anything, but it will cue you um, and help your brain uh, get it right. And you just develop this rhythm um, for CQing and answering people or for checking in people or for whatever whatever it is that you're doing. A script is really good. And it, like I said, if you're a more experienced operator, it's our job to help new hams learn good radio discipline. 
And that's not, can't be taught from a book, uh, can only be taught by doing. So wax on, wax off. You do the, the <laughs> practice until you are so comfortable with it, you don't even think of doing anything else. Yep, very good. Well, we are running late, so let's uh, let's take a break here, and I'll be back with Ward right after this word from ICOM America right here on Ham Talk Live. Heard it? Worked it? Logged it. It's time to get the transceiver that is best suited for your lifestyle. ICOM offers a variety of high-performance and innovative products. See how you can make the most out of contest season with one of these transceivers. First, the IC7851. It's the competitive edge you've been looking for. Raise the bar and hear what others cannot with this flagship HF and 50 MHz transceiver that has reciprocal mixing dynamic range, crystal clear LO design, spectrum scope, dual receivers, and digital voice recorder. The one I've been drooling over lately, the IC7610. It's the SDR every ham wants and just in time for contest season. This high-performance SDR has the ability to pick out the faintest of signals, even in the presence of stronger adjacent ones. The new ICOM IC7610 is a direct sampling software-defined radio that will change the world's definition of an SDR transceiver. It has RF direct sampling system, 110 dB RMDR, independent dual receiver, and dual digit select. The reason I've been drooling over the IC7610 is the performance I've seen at work with our IC7300. It's changing the way entry-level HF is designed. This high-performance, innovative HF transceiver with a compact design will far exceed your expectations. RF direct sampling, 15 discrete bandpass filters, a large touch screen, a real-time spectrum scope, and an SD card slot. It's all in the IC7300. Visit www.icomamerica.com slash amateur for more information on ICOM radios. Join the conversation. Call us on voice with Skype at Ham Talk Live or give us a call at 812-NET-HAM-1. That's 812-638-4261. Now, here's more Ham Talk Live. We put the ham in Ham Talk Live. It's great to see the ICOM crew down at uh, Huntsville, and they've got some uh, some pretty cool stuff out there. So make sure you check out icomamerica.com. And make sure you check out Ham Talk Live on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And we're here every Thursday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Time at HamTalkLive.com. And it's time for your calls now. So if you have a question for Ward, give us a call at 812-NET-HAM-1. That's 812-638-4261. Or you can Skype us at uh, Ham Talk Live on Skype. Also on Twitter, we're at Ham Talk Live, and so we'll uh, see if we uh, have some questions out there. Uh, during the break, Ward, we talked uh, a little bit about uh, you know some other things that may have come to mind, um, and getting into this rhythm that you were talking about, and and you know having the script to where you have what you're supposed to say and practice it. And, and getting into this rhythm, and and one of the things that uh, we got to remember is. 
breathe. Breathing. Yes, I, I started um, in broadcasting uh, when I was in college, and my first newscast, um, I think it was about 3 in the morning, and I was convinced that there were thousands of people out there listening, and I got nervous, and I couldn't make myself breathe. And my voice got higher and higher and higher. And I think by the end of the one minute, um, one or two minute newscast, I was about ready to pass out. Um, so breathing, breathing is really great. Um, so we got sweepstakes coming up in November, and that's a real popular uh, phone contest for um, for hams here in the United States. And a lot of people jump in there and make a few contacts. But it's a really long exchange. You've got to give a call sign. You've got to give a number. You've got to give a precedence. You check and section and all that stuff. And if you're used to just saying, uh, you know, Ward, Missouri, and suddenly you've got this paragraph to send, um, it can be disconcerting. And what I counsel people to do is before they give the, the exchange, just take a breath. Just... N zero AX, your number twenty two alpha W zero E E E thirty nine Missouri, and you never run out of breath. You develop a rhythm, and it becomes second nature after a while. Works for all kinds of things. So, you know, there's there's a free tip of the day. Breathe. There we go. No extra charge for that for you listeners out there. 812-638-4261. Uh, About gave my phone number. Uh, 812-638-4261. If you have a question here for Ward, we'll talk uh, about some of the things we say on the air here for uh, for just a bit longer. So if you have a question, uh, give us a tweet. Give us a call. We'll be uh, happy to hear from you. So, uh, you know, we, we, we beat up on please copy pretty hard here. Uh, what are some of the other things that, that are kind of in the same category? Oh, um, well, we talked about you are uh, when it's really I am. And um, uh, repeating information, I think, is... Uh, is uh, a time waster, time eater. And uh, my my personal thing, like I said, as I tend to say, thank you one extra time. If you're going to say thanks, say it at the end. Um, you know, if you're calling CQ and uh, the person gives you their information and you got it, you just say thanks and your call sign. You're you're on. You want to give the, uh, the other person a cue that you got it correct. Um, thanks is just fine. There's no need to give a, um, a cue signal, and some people will tell you that uh, cue signals shouldn't even be used on phone, but you can just say thanks or got it, and your call sign, whatever, comes out of your mouth easily and um, doesn't take a lot of uh, work to say. Just say it once, and um, I think the important thing is just to look at your own operating practices and say, what could I improve? Um, what could I snip out as not being useful and uh, and go from there all right we do have a call on the line here so welcome to ham talk live hi Who neil this here? is uh jocelyn uh this is jocelyn katie vrx how are you ah jocelyn good to good to hear your voice again it, it's almost like i i saw you a few days ago 
<laughs> exactly right, exactly right. Uh, I was listening in, and uh, Ward doing a great job as usual. I did attend Contest University, not this past year, but uh, the year before. And uh, I will say I did the uh, informal contest that is field day. Uh, that's a whole other topic that you can talk about. But uh, I, uh, I had the, the similar thing. I didn't have to please copy. I, I had somebody, and we were hunting and pecking, and I had his information already. So when my turn, you know, I, I was trying to reach him, reach him. Finally, my turn came up, and I basically just said, all right, I know you're a, you know, 4-Alpha Michigan, for example. I'm 4-Alpha Ohio QSL, and uh, the, I was expecting a QSL back, and we'd move, be moving on and try to be efficient. And, and the gentleman, obviously, was, was uh, new to field day, so he was like, Let's see here. I am for Alpha Michigan QSL, and anyways, the, the 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 QSL took way too much time. But again, I think it's one of those things where it's field day, and a lot of people are learning. And as uh, as Ward said, you know, bad habits are hard to break, and try to get a good habit in the beginning would be uh, very helpful. But um, you know, you need helmers for that. So uh, that's that's uh, as you said, as con- as people have gone to contest university. It's our job, I feel, to uh, educate people in, in terms of trying to make efficient. Now, again, field day being an informal contest means that uh, it's a little bit more relaxed and you have to be a little bit lenient. Uh, but anyways, it is, uh, you know, for, for bigger contests, I know that uh, most people uh, appreciate the quick exchange and move on. Yep, I think that's right. Um, field day attracts, what is it, uh, we're almost 50,000 hams, I think at this point so it's an enormous um open house for ham radio and sure a lot of people are making their first uh contact so uh, you're going to hear all kinds of interesting behaviors on the air and um, i think what happened when you when you said um well i know you're for alpha michigan you basically you you upset their rhythm you know and uh, he was saying uh he was used to doing um, you know, the CQ, you give your call, he gives the exchange, you give your exchange, thank you. And if you disrupt that, um, if people aren't real skilled, it can really throw them for a loop. But, you know, it's just uh, uh, anything can happen, and uh, maybe a noise crash can do exactly the same thing. So we just need to have a little help and take it easy with people. I, uh, you know, I never yell at them for saying, please copy on the air. It just, uh, I just throw my radio across the, the ground. You know, that's okay. Nobody can see me do that. That's, that's okay. That's all right. Um, it's just, I th- I love field day and I always have. Um, it's just a terrific, um, terrific event and gets a lot of people on the air. It's just when you hear most new hams make, making their first batch QSO. So I'm hopeful that more of us experienced guys and gals will get out there and help people operate. And I'm delighted that you went to Contest University, and it sounds like you learned a lot, Jocelyn. Yes, yes, I did. Um, and like I said, we're trying to put it to good use. But, yeah, you do, uh, as Neil said, you do catch yourself saying, please copy, and, and you know you're just wasting time. You know, on field day, it, depending on who you're talking to, it's probably not that big of a deal, but uh, it's not a good habit, so you try to get rid of it. Um, so, anyways, thank you very much, Neil, for taking the call, uh, and uh, I'll be uh, listening on. So, uh, thank you, Ward, for uh, being on, and we'll talk to you guys soon. 73.
Seven three. Thanks. Okay. Bye. Bye bye. Eight one two six three eight four two six one is the telephone number. If you'd like to call in, we have a few minutes remaining, so we'll we'll do that, and we'll try not to get into the is field day a contest or not a contest argument because you know if you keep score, well, isn't that a contest? But but it, but it's more than that, and and so it can be a lot of different things to a lot of different people, and so um, it, it's still like you said, a chance to practice those things. And, and we were patient with those who are still learning that. Well, you know, one thing you mentioned is it's a lot of things, a lot of people, and I've been at everything from full out. uh, We got to win the category groups all the way to it's a club picnic and there's a radio over there if you want to operate. So, you know, it's in, I guess I'm pushing 45 field days now. I've seen a lot of different versions. Um, You know, uh, you just need to agree on what it is that you are all planning on doing and, um, and operate in that way. It started out as a, um, an emergency communications training exercise. It sort of morphed into open house and uh, on a related subject, when I put up signage for people and I'm trying to attract the public, who do not know very much about ham radio. Maybe they've never seen one uh, at all. Uh, The signage that I put up says ham radio open house. Everybody knows what open house means. Um, Hardly anybody knows what field day means. And if you are a civilian, I'll put it that way, a lay person, and you come across a bunch of amateurs with a whole lot of equipment and antennas and, the safety tape and all this kind of stuff, it can be pretty intimidating to just go over and barge in and ask them what they're doing. But if you make it clear that it's a demonstration, that it's an open house, that we're here to show you what we've got, uh, more people will come over and take a look. It also helps to have a sign that says free cookies and coffee or something. (laughs) You can have one that says free beer, but then they'll never leave. So you just want uh, to welcome people in and encourage them by talking to them using phrases and terms that they understand. So if you say open house, they'll get it and they'll come over. An interesting uh, comment here online from Carl, KD9HQT, and says, you know, it's annoying every once in a while when someone responds uh, with just your call after you call CQ and they just say their call to respond instead of using your call and then their call. And there's a history behind that to call sign thing or, and Ward, I bet you remember it. Well, there's a lot of different stories about that, but the, the two call signs, they're not required by the rules at all. The only call sign that is required to identify your transmission is your own call sign. And um, so there's really no need to say the person that you're calling's call sign, the station that you're calling, unless there are two stations or more than one station um, on the same frequency. Uh, For example, if you have um, in, in in a public service net, if you have several people standing by, waiting for traffic 
um, you would definitely want to give their call sign first. If you're tuning around in a contest and you hear somebody calling CQ, um, there's nobody else on the channel, then there is no reason to give their call sign. You just give yours. Give it once, and uh, if they need a repeat, they'll pick it right up. And there's also uh, a question about do both call signs have to be given during every QSO? At some point, the answer is no. Um, the FCC uh, was asked to rule on that some years ago. And their point was, we just want to know who is making the transmission. So if you read the rule, it says uh, the call sign must be given at the end of the communication. It does not say contact. Um, the communication may be a series of contacts. It may be a conversation. Um, obviously, you can hear people all the time talking for up to 10 minutes without identifying, and then they'll drop in their call. So um, the history of it um, is probably from roundtables and nets and things like that. And in such cases, it's still quite appropriate to give the station you're calling call sign. Uh, for example, I may call CQ and I get two people calling me. That happens all the time. Um, so I will say specifically uh, who, I'm, who I'm calling back. And uh, I might drop in my call sign if I think there's any confusion. It never hurts if you think there's a possibility of confusion to give both call signs. And that's often appreciated. Uh, sometimes two stations can be in each other's skip zone and think they're working the same guys. And um, they're not. So happens all the time. I'm sorry, that was a, a long uh, response to a short uh, message online. Go ahead. <laughs> well, and, and I'm just thinking about rule changes that that, that was a, a, you know, something that you, you really had to do at, at one point and it kind of stuck and, and, and the rules aren't that way now. Yeah. Well, um, the rules have been that you have to, as far as identification go, you, all you have to do is give your call sign. The rest of it is for operational effectiveness, and you have to decide on your own whether the other station's call sign is effective or not. There you go. Well, and and I think that's a, a good place to end here tonight because uh, that, that's really what we've been talking about is making those decisions and and trying to be concise and not waste people's time but yet still be polite and and be uh courteous and and when to do what and and i think that's uh that's a perfect place to to leave things sword so thank you so much for coming on the show talking uh to us about that and um dare i say it I'll catch you further down the log. And there you go. Please copy Neil. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I think uh, if we can, if we, whoops, I just oh, ran over. We, cat go. Oh, we, we have the uh, fourth cat sighting on the show. Okay. All right there. Sorry. Sorry, kitty. Um, <laughs> yeah. Electric uh, likes to hang around here in the office. Um, it's just, we, we just need to remember that sometimes courteous means uh, efficient. And sometimes courteous is um, polite and with extra manners and that little social grease we use to, to 
uh, deal with each other. So it's it's just important to realize there might be different uh, definitions of that at different times and learn when to shift gears. That's just part of becoming experienced. So 73s, and thanks for having me on the show. All right, very good. And 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 now it's time to talk whether it's 73 or 73. Oh, wait, we're out of time. So sorry. That... <laughs> oh, no. So sorry we're out of time. We can't get into that discussion tonight. So anyway, Ward, thank you so much for coming on the show. That is a wrap for this week's edition of Ham Talk Live. Thanks to Ward Silver, N0AX, and everybody out there in cyberspace for listening and calling in. And next Thursday night at 9 p.m. Eastern time, we have a bit of a triangular table, I guess. It's three people, so I guess it's a triangular table instead of a round table. But uh, some of the leaders of some of the big ham fests, uh, Michael Coulter, WHCI from Dayton, Michael Colley, W4MCA from Orlando, and Mark Brown, N4BCD from Huntsville will be here to talk about their ham fest and how they support one another and, and how ham fest can support one another. So be sure to tune in for that. And for a list of all of our upcoming guests, just go to hamtalklive.com. And if you like the show, please leave us a review on iTunes or wherever you listen. That helps us uh, get the word out faster. So for now, this is Neil Rapp, WB9VPG, saying 7375, and may the good DX be yours. Came right back to my CQ call Your readability five and strength nine You never once mentioned your weather at all And I didn't mention mine We talked and talked for hours and hours I completely forgot you're a ham I don't know your power or the height of your tower Frankly, I don't give a damn for 73s, to you and your family I'll be seeing you further down the log Your 73s, to you and your family I'll be seeing you further down the log 